Okay, so we've been on this um, interesting series in the last couple of meetings, which would be the last one month. Um, we began a series on apologetics in which we started wrestling with some questions. Apologetics simply means that field of Christian studies that deals with the ability to, to defend our faith, to put it simply. But of course, that would mean that you understand what you want to defend, basically. So to be able to understand our, our, our why we believe what we believe, and then to be able to express that meaningfully, meaningfully and convincingly um, in different contexts. So that's that's what apologetics is majorly about. But to do that, we've been using a particular resource, um, also titled Apologetics by Matt Chandler. Uh, a pastor in the United States, um, pastor of a church called the Village Church um, in the U.S., and he did this four-part series. So tonight is like seventy-five percent gone by the time we're done. Um, a four-part series on on that subject of apologetics, just zooming into four major questions. We began with um, a question on suffering: Why does God allow? tragedy and suffering. And that was a very hot topic uh, four weeks ago now. Um, and we had a good time grappling with that. And then two meet last meeting, which is two weeks ago, we zoomed in on science and faith. Um, does, does science, um, does, does it disprove, as it were, the, does it disprove Christianity? So just comparing that faith and science dichotomy um, and today we are going to one of the perhaps very hot questions or hot topics even I mean it has always been and I think will always be till Jesus come um, within Christian scholarship and and more so even in everyday conversations in different regards and that's the question of Jesus being the only way uh, is Jesus really the only way and that's that's what we want to look at tonight um but thankfully um we've got a facilitator to help us moderate that conversation and i'm trusting god that it will be a very refreshing and rewarding time in god's presence so i'll hand over to sister ynk um she will tell us a bit about herself <laughs> and then get into tonight's conversation so over to you ma all right, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, good evening, everyone, once again. I hope you can hear me clearly. Yes, we can. And um, thank you. Thank you, Pastor Paula, for this opportunity. And thank you, everyone. Um, were, were you joking about the bio aspect? <laughs> we don't mind, actually, if you are, if you are happy to. It's not, it's not like us, but yes. Okay. Um, so my full name is Oluinka Adelegon, and um, by God's grace, uh, I'm married to one husband, and I have three children that God blessed us with. Um, I 
my husband is a pastor, so that makes me a pastor's wife by default. And um, currently we attend Christ Apostolic Church in the United States of America. Um, I am currently a program analyst with the federal government in the US. And I think that's, you know, I love Christ. I love the things of God. I love fellowshipping with the brethren. Okay. I think that with that being said, I again appreciate this opportunity, especially um, like I mentioned earlier, there's been a little bit of <laughs> running around or back and forth about facilitating. It's just because of my schedule. And for the most part, this catches me on a busy day. Um, not a busy day, but the time of the day in the U.S. is afternoon. So sometimes it coincides with a lot of other things on my end. So, but I'm glad that it's finally come to pass. I trust God to take control of everything. Um, so I think what we're going to do today is just basically we're still going to um, go with the flow, the usual flow. Um, based on what I, sorry, based on what the, you know, the previous sessions has always been, whereby there'll be a path for the discussion and then there'll be a path for, you know, um, watching a video clip that would, you know, help guide the discussion. But like Pastor Kala said, we are looking at is Jesus the only way? Um, before we, and I know Pastor Kala, you help us with the video, right? Sure. Okay. Thank you. Before we um, go into the video, I don't know, maybe we should ask ourselves that question, because I, I want to believe we are, you know, we're people of like mind here. So do you think Jesus is the only way? And if yes, what was the basis, you know, that surrounds your, you know, if yes or if no, whatever your response is, what do you think is the basis for your answer? You know, is Jesus the only way? If yes, can you explain to us? If no, um, guys, yeah. Go ahead, go for it. Oh, we can't hear you if you're talking. Damala, your audio is not coming out. Excuse me, I have a question. Before he answers. Yeah, go on. What's, what do you mean by the way? Hmm, nice one. Okay. Um, we believe that, you know, there's God. Mm. We believe that he, he um, there is heaven right now. And from what we understand, you know, God made man. God was in fellowship with man, but man committed sin and there was a disconnect right now 
in God's attempt to fix, and I'm just using literal words now, in, in God's attempt to fix that gap, bridge the gap, you know, so that man can connect to God again and ultimately be, you know, you know, bring together with Christ. Um, it had to make a way. So I believe the way yeah, and place of Pastor. Sorry, I hope you don't feel somehow calling Pastor Pastor. I'm used to it. <laughs> you know? So um if, if if you just be my backup here, but um in God's attempt to bridge that gap, um, you know, you had to make a way to to reunite man to himself or with himself. So safely put, is Jesus the only way to mm. God? Mm. And I know categorically there's a verse where Jesus does make that claim, John 14, 6, where he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And I think that verse part of feeds into, it's part of what feeds into this kind of question to say, is Jesus really the, the only way to God in that sense? Yeah. Exactly. I hope that answers your question, Dylan. Yep, it did. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Damala, yes. Audio yeah. fix. Seems still. No, it's still not coming out. <laughs> you might you might log off and log back on. Maybe that would help. You can try that. How about you? So while we're waiting for Damala to fix our audio. Does anyone else wants to respond? Is Jesus the only way? Or why 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 do you think Jesus is the only way? Or is not the only way? I believe that Jesus is the only way. Yeah. Um I might I think it was before his death. Before his death, there was no heaven. And after his death, then there was heaven. I think that's right. I'll leave that to Pastor Kalachan. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's one way to think about it. Um, but of course, heaven in the sense of, you can just look at heaven in the sense of where God dwells, in which case, of course, God has always dwelt somewhere. Um, right from the very beginning, uh, the Bible opens by saying, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Um, but in the full sense of what heaven would be like, I think um, it's indeed the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus that kind of opened up the full, the fullness of what that would be. If you read the Gospels, the Bible uses two phrases interchangeably, sort of. You hear Jesus say something like, kingdom of heaven is like, da 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 And some other time he will say, the kingdom of God is like, and then it says a parable. The kingdom of heaven is like, it says a parable. As though there is this thing about the kingdom, um, 
that did not get fully inaugurated until Jesus died, was buried, and then resurrected. So in that sense, yes. Um, and the fullness of that would still not even, we won't experience it until the very end of time, when, as it were, um, going by what we read of in Revelations 21, there's going to be a new Jerusalem, quote-unquote, um, that will descend out of heaven. <laughs> um, and then it will be as though this planet as we know it is restored back to what it was originally supposed to be. And so heaven becomes more or less heaven on earth and not heaven in some arbitrary space out there. And God dwells here with us. We dwell here with him. But everything looks absolutely different, infinitely different, um, back to factory setting, if you will. And then we get to be with God forever. So yeah, that's that's um, that's another tangent to it, if that makes sense. Um, we have um, I don't know if it's if yeah. So just as he explains, Sister Inka, he had God had to make make a way, and the only way recorded was in the word of God mm. is that he gave us his only begotten son to die for our sins that so, so whosoever believes in him so that's why I think my that yes is the only way because it's when you believe in, in him that's when you have that direct access that's when you have the access to mm. God yes thank you thank you so much thank you and um I think sister Damola probably ready for us and then maybe after sister damala um that's okay we'll then go to the video all right okay sister damala is it clear now yes yes oh yeah. uh, okay yeah i mean i'd say yes i was also going to quote the john 14 6 yeah i mean that's it's clearly the only way to of course <clears throat> eternal life to knowing the truth about who God is and then just to so of course having a personal relationship with God as um society has also mentioned and yeah I mean and of course through that we come to the knowledge of the fact that we are saved through that by grace yeah so all of these things I feel like they just basically Jesus just has to be the only way that connects us to God so yeah and then the Bible already um establishes that and then I think just to add also I think when you have personal experiences, personal things, I know that humanly speaking, these things would not have been the way they are. And then you know that, okay, I mean, definitely God at work. It's definitely true, knowing the fact that, oh, Jesus is the only way to God, which of course you've made and you've had an understanding of, and then you witness these things. I know that regardless of what someone is saying about, oh, mm, maybe it's just coincidence, you know deep down that, oh, it's actually true, Jesus, that this thing happened and seemed to be, so yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. And before we go to the video, I say a hand, uh, Stephen. Okay, good evening, everyone. I just thought to probably maybe we can put the discussion in some perspective because, okay, I happen to um, be interested in some aspect of life, like spiritual um, realities and Growing up, I've seen a few things and heard a few things, you know, you know about uh, spiritual dynamics where um, people are able to intercept um, 
beyond this physical world and you know alter things in spiritual realms so mm. in court and 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 you find that um, even certain religions they are without the knowledge of jesus are able to do some things they're able to control elements of the world they're able to to bring to reality answers they're able to 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 do certain things manipulate realities in this physical world so that's 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 i want to come from that perspective and i also um run to the book of job where um uh you know the sons of god were gathered and the devil came around and there was a discussion and and sort of so so i i now just to expand on on the question so what perspective would it be like if um unbelievers people that are not um, uh, christians people that don't know jesus are able to operate in spiritual realities and and tap into things that god can only do that we think god can only do that are exclusive reserve of god so if they are able to do that and they don't know jesus they don't have the knowledge of god so how do we balance out this especially for someone who as a background of, uh, you know, the African background, not only African background, and also uh, you have seen things, you have seen manipulations, you have seen warfare, you have seen, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how to put it, I don't know if I'm painting it clearly. So how do we now balance it with the John 14, 6 and, and, and just beyond, um, I don't know. I know. I don't know if you understand it, Thank you. I, I I totally understand. And um, no, I I like that question that it's coming now because thankfully, in the course of the video, um, there is a part in in the in the scene that um talks you know around something like this. So, um, let's hold that thought. We'll go to the video now. Um, Pastor Kola, can you um? Do you mind sharing the video? And um, for the sake of time, we'll just skip that first few part that is more like a poem. All like right. every part of the video is great, but yeah. because we, are, we have a time constraint. So we'll just start from uh, the two. Okay. Thank you. Just a minute. To disagree with someone is a huge insult. So to believe that Jesus is the only way to get to heaven, that's a pretty inflammatory statement. It's much easier and much more tolerant to say that there could be other options, perspectives, or paths to heaven. I'm sorry, can you go back a little bit? Do our thoughts? Um, To from verse 2.30, yes, that that works there. All right. Hi, I'm Janielle. We've been working through some of the challenging questions about our faith. We live in a culture where everyone has a say, where every opinion or thought has to be valid. To disagree with someone is a huge insult. So to believe that Jesus is the only way to get to heaven? That's a pretty inflammatory statement. 
It's much easier and much more tolerant to say that there could be other options, perspectives, or paths to heaven. But what does the Bible say? Do our thoughts or the thoughts of everyone around us match up with scripture? We'll start with some stories you'll be able to relate to. Students struggling with the exclusivity of Jesus and what that means to those who haven't heard or who have rejected him. Matt Chandler will help us work through scripture to understand what the Bible says about Jesus, heaven, and hell. Let's watch Diana's story. I started researching different religions because my family were different religions. My stepdad's Buddhist, my grandfather's Jewish, and I've had friends that were Muslim. I was starting high school and I met this little blonde girl named Mariah and she wouldn't stop talking about Jesus Christ. And I made fun of her because of it. Well, whenever her father would drive me home, he would also speak about Jesus. He would talk about the history behind God and how everything in the Bible is true, how creation started. And I was, I was amazed that, you know, intelligent people could actually believe in Christianity because I always thought Christianity was for dumb people um, who didn't have opinions of their own. And after a while, she had invited me to her birthday, but it was one of those invitations with string attached. If I went to her birthday, I had to attend church the Sunday after as a birthday present. A lot of the people that she hung out with were the kids from church. They were all, you know, kind and loving. And I guess I wanted to know what they had that I didn't have. And, and I attended church. And I felt like an outsider. And when they start talking about, you know, going to heaven and hell, uh, I knew at that point that I wasn't gonna go to heaven. If, if it existed, I, I wouldn't be in there. It's easier just being handed down something than to have to go out in the world and realize that there's so many different people with so many different beliefs and actually have to form your own. The reason why I, after comparing all these different religions that I chose Christianity was because it's probably the only one that I could actually get to heaven with. There's a lot of different religions where you do have to be perfect and I've always come short of that. And that's when the fact that Jesus was alive and he died for me made sense. And I wanted to share this with my family. And when I spoke to my sister, she would just get angry. She doesn't believe that there's, there's a heaven or hell. She just thinks that we just all die. And when we discussed this, I, I realized that whenever I would bring it up, I would be basically saying that if she was wrong, she would go to hell. And if I was wrong, I would just die and rot. And my stepdad um, didn't agree with me. And he would, he would say things in the passing like, oh, Christians are stupid. But at that time, I was a Christian. I am a Christian. It's really hard to live with people where you love them and you know that they, they're not going to be there for eternity. And I believe in heaven and hell. And I can't just believe that we all die. I, I feel like there's so much to life that that it goes on, I wish that, that there was more than one way. There are times that I think our we can learn this, in a simpler uh, world. We can hold and, this, and what I yes. Mean. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
I hope we're able to follow through with that video. Sorry, my video is off. Okay, I hope we're able to follow um, through with that short um, clip. And I wanted to hear, what do we think about that? Maybe maybe I can put it this way. Have you ever found yourself in in similar situation as that lady where you are in the midst of people with several other religions or opinion, like the first um, yeah. in the first speaker mentioned that you find yourself in the midst of some people and where, you know, sometimes it, it feels insulted when you're stating your own opinion, like, you know, opinions matter and you have to tread carefully, okay. gently. You don't want to sound too pushy about your belief and and your orientation because now these days it could come up as um, an insult it would come up as you're pressuring um someone in fact in some places like in the organizations you're not allowed to talk about religion you know basically so like i want to hear from us what do we think what 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 is your opinion about what we just watched and relating it to the fact that um you know pointing that jesus is the only way mm. yeah it's clear again right yeah it is okay yeah, I think as someone who has friends from other religions and yeah, either other religions or non-Christians at all, it just, mm, yeah. it's just sort of, yeah, I mean, it saddens me also. Like, I definitely wish there was other way because the truth is, <clears throat> I was in a study in, other, in, a, in a different country yeah, from Nigeria. And then I realized it saddens me because in that sense, because these friends that are non that are not Christians, okay, some of them are Hindu, some of them are, yeah, um, Buddhist, some of them are non-Christians or anything, Muslims also. So in that sense, it's like these are people that actually have th things in common with in terms of moral stands and all that, even compared to certain people that are actually Christians and also go to church that, yeah, I have more things in common with these people in particular. And then it's like as much as they also let me do whatever it is I want to do. For example, if uh, we need to go out and then, oh, they know that, oh, the mother is going to be going to church by this time, we yeah. shift the time for, so that, of course, I can go to church or I can do whatever it is. Yeah. yeah, so it's like they understand those things. And so it's like a few times when I maybe say certain things about God, it's like those conversations just seem more like conversations we just have. Like they don't really see a reason to, oh, want to, like, want to like oh consider it or anything and then it's it's really really sad because like I wish I really have tried certain times to just say certain things that could just maybe tickle I mean it has tickled their interest it has speaks their interest at some points but then it's like I really wish it was something that they could just accept like like I could just make them accept it as a snap of your finger yeah really in that sense and yeah so I think that's just but, but then what I just try to keep doing is because at the same time I don't want to push it because i feel like god wants us to do these things with love and then being pushy about it would not be out of love anymore so mm -hmm. in that sense i would just keep praying 
I just believe that one of the best ways I could just help that is to keep praying and trusting that one day God will give them an encounter. Just like I mentioned earlier, knowing how I know that Jesus is the only way. It's like God will give them that encounter and they know that it's really just through only Jesus Christ that they can actually get this resolved. And hopefully that would be another opportunity to just make them see this reasons. And Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing that thought, um, Damola. Um, Stephen? Okay, thank you once again for the opportunity. I just wanted to also, it's not more like a contribution, but just to double click on it again on the question because I've had some experience and I lived in, I was living in Turkey and um, I lived in Poland and now I'm currently in Germany. And um, one thing I've noticed is that I've seen a lot of people, like literally I've seen a lot of people, like it's even, and, and this discussion is more interesting to me. Like I, I, I think I identify and relate well with this discussion because, you know, okay, in Turkey, you would want to tell them about Jesus or you go to Poland and you expect that it should be a Christian country Mm -hmm. and uh, you expect happy things and just yesterday i was so baffled because i came newly and oh, i heard about christmas market and i was like oh that's great christmas market <laughs> what's up let's go check it out <laughs> <laughs> and i almost i almost cried that yesterday because i got there it was all about beer. Everyone was drinking. And I, 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 and I went with, I went with someone from Britain, from England, someone from India, someone from Turkey, and someone from Mexico. And I, I was, my intention was like, oh, when we go there, probably we see Christ. So, <laughs> so naive, like, because I, I left the lab. They invited me over to join them in, for the trip. So I was, I was thinking, oh. Since it's a Christmas thing and it's a Christian thing, it's a, it's a yeah. great opportunity to probably share my faith and everything. So I left my work in the lab and I like I I did I, I left I changed my schedule just to follow them to to, to the, the market. Unfortunately for me, I was the only one not drinking. Everyone was changing from water from beer to another. I literally gave up. So when I saw the title of this discussion, I think I, I felt more um, at home and, and I thought it's something to share, probably something we can talk more about. And when you now want to talk to my fellow colleagues that are from someone that is from India, someone that is from Turkey, how will I now, now they're in, in a Christian country, you know, it, it's like, you're bringing yours from Nigeria. <laughs> you're not, like, even if you go to Poland, early in the morning, it's, it's vodka or, so it's, it's, and it's a Christian nation. So it's kind of contradictory to what I was, I know, like, right from time, and it's, I, I don't know if you can understand well. So how do we settle these announces? How do we, you know, being a Christian and being in a place that is called a Christian place and, even the unbelievers, they, they are not seeing Christianity there. So what would I, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, um, uh, Stephen. Um, I believe many, many of us, whether in Nigeria, as a matter of fact, permit me to say in Nigeria is even easy. I, I don't mean to sound, you know, but, you know, 
going out in a foreign, being in a foreign land, the reality of um, other people's belief just come to life. You know, it's easy to kind of practice our religion in Nigeria because it's like two major religion, mm -hmm. Islam, Christianity. And then we have those who, you know, the Habalists and, and all that. But in, in, in that environment, okay, at least, you know, you identify with certain groups, but in a foreign country, just like Brass uh, Stephen has mentioned, that's, that's kind of how it is in, especially in nations that are industrialized. Mm -hmm. So we find it difficult up to the point that it looks like it's almost like an offense, um, style, a silent offense to even want to talk about your faith, you know, because there are other people who have their own faith and they're entitled to their own belief too. Mm. They're entitled to their own belief. And, and um, when he was talking about the Christmas market no. and yes, that's, that's just the way it is. Many people, they, they, they tend to, name things that you think it would relate to Christ, but don't, don't be fooled because someone would even be bearing Christian, but he has not even, he doesn't even know anything about Christ. He hasn't even stepped into church. Uh, uh, you would see someone's name is Paul or John, or, but they don't have, they don't even have no clue, you know? So in, in such environments, you find yourself <clears throat> struggling or kind of turning between, okay, how do you tread softly? How do you continue to hold on to your belief? And then how do you even share your belief with someone else knowing that, okay, this might be the end result for them uh -huh. and you, you love them and you don't want them to perish. I'm looking at time, Pastor Kola, please uh, keep us in check. But um, <clears throat> so we, we see all of this, just like the lady, um, in that um, video clip, you know, she had friends and, and the one question was even with her sister, she said if she thought about it that if her sister was wrong and she's right because she she she's a Christian, she you know she came to become a Christian. Um, but her sister didn't want to know anything that has to do with Christ and then she was always offended whenever, she mentioned Jesus to her sister. So she was thinking if her sister ends up being wrong and she's right, that means her sister is going to help. Mm. But if her sister is right in the sense that maybe there is no Christ, let's just even accept, okay, there's no heaven, all of these things, let me use Nigerian yeah. language. Uh, it's all a scam. Mm. There's nothing at the end of life. We just discover that, ah, okay, there's no Christian. He said, well, she would just rust, mm, you sure. know, you know, um, you know, that, that, that thoughts, mm. that mentality about what if, um, and if I can pick from one of the religions, we are familiar with the religion that says, okay, if they give their life, they will get seven virgins somewhere from, <laughs> who knows where, you know, um, like other religions make promises, but in our own, and I don't want to use Christian as a religion, but in, in our own, in Christian is not, for me, Christian, Christianity is not just a religion, you know, 
Um, it's beyond that. I don't classify Christianity just like the way, okay, what religion are you? I'm a Christian, I'm a Muslim, I'm a Hindu. No, it goes beyond that for me. But for the sake of understanding and for the purpose of discussion, I tend to always say Christian religion. Um, but we know what Jesus said, like we reference in, uh, in the text, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. Now, I want to throw another question it relates to what Damola mentioned, relates to what Stephen mentioned. Do you think it's fair that Christianity, because it looks like we are the one that is getting hit in the sense that sometimes we sound stupid to present ourselves that we are the only way. <laughs> so what do you think? Do you think it's fair that Jesus or Christian is the only way, or is there a possibility, just a tiny bit of possibility that God will permit other way? Mm. Your thoughts, your opinion. Do you think it's fair? Um. I say okay, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, thinking about it, I, I mean, the truth is, it's not fair. It's not fair. But then I believe God is also fair, mm. and because of I believe God is also fair. I remember some years back in my teen's church, we were just talking about the old heaven or hell thing, and then people dying and not going to heaven. And then I was just thinking about it, and then I'm like, well, for someone who has been living a righteous life so far, mm. like I don't think. God would make God would make rapture come to meet the person at the point where he sins. Like I don't think God is that God is wicked enough to do that. So I believe there will be a, there will be opportunities for the person to still be able to. I mean, since you've already been living a very a good like yeah, you've been living Christian lifestyle and all of that. So I don't think God would do that to you. And also for people, when I think of my friends and how amazing they are in terms of, I mean, their world views and all so many things. How it's just that God factor that isn't there. So it's like a perfect donut, but that's all is just there. That's <laughs> Jesus is just there. So it's like, when I think about him and I don't think God would, God sees how amazing these people are. So I'm like, I, I don't think he would want to make them pass through that. And then sometimes I just think of it. So what if it's not just heaven or hell? What if people that are from other religions, they just don't go anywhere. Just it just goes that way. I mean, I, when I see her, I don't feel like, because when I think about it, I'm like, what if I was born in a different religion? Does it mean, because it would be hard for me to also want to think about accepting the Christian faith. So, I mean, in that sense, I feel like some, maybe there's just somewhere else they will go, but not hell. Mm. So it's either heaven or just somewhere else, <laughs> but not hell. Hell is for wicked people only. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. Some, somewhere cool, but not hell. Yeah. <laughs> okay sister Ifray, do you want to respond to that or you yes, just want to give it okay go ahead um i just have to like uh, take that deep breath as well because it's deep but then i whenever i think about my grandfather he's a muslim my mom's dad and my mom's family, basically. I, I always think very deep about them. And I'm like, God, 
please just have mercy. Because personally, I don't know how to speak to a whole allergy and say Jesus is Lord. Allergy. <laughs> have you ever thought about Jesus? I've not, like, I'm still asking for that boldness that God just give me the grace to say it one day, at least. For him to allow his daughter anyways to marry Christian, there is a form of belief. So what are you doing about it? But I still always think about it that if he's the only way, mm. he's merciful. Mm. He's mercy anyways. <clears throat> he's grace. So I believe he's going to have mercy mm. on all that he will have mercy upon. And I remember Pastor Lass saying it once when we were asking, how about people that have not even heard about him at all? Mm. And I think I've read it. Was it maybe Paul that said it in the Bible? I don't know where it is. That by nature, he would judge people by what they have seen. Uh, or if Pastor can help me out today, <laughs> by what they have seen. How, like Because living in the world you see what god has created it's see the sea alone even mm. we uh just me seeing me alone as Dr. Alabi said <laughs> is enough to tell you that this is not science mm. this is more so mm. what was your conclusion mm. so if those other religion what is their conclusion as well mm. However, Jesus is merciful. I just believe that he was, he's still the way mm -hmm. and he would have mercy. <laughs> so, Amen. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Um, um, I, I know, and thank you for that. Um, I, I don't know if time will, I would have loved us to hear um, Matt Chandler's um, evaluation, really. And I'll leave that to Pastor Kola. I don't know if we still have wiggle room because I know we started a little bit late. But yeah. he, he did talk about something related to that in the sense that what if um, there, have been, there have been so many thoughts um, towards um, what about those who haven't heard about Christ? That what's going to happen to them? But like you said, as if you watched that video already, um, that we even creation and the what the the create the creatures speak, they all point to someone, and that is God. So there is at the end of the day, God is still gonna be that righteous God. Mm. And there is nobody that will be um justified in saying. Oh, I had no opportunity. Mm. Oh, I didn't hear. Mm. Because if that happens, then it will make God look like he's, he's partial. But we all know that he's, he's not partial. I just want to read one part in, in, and then I'll give my own thoughts. And then, um, okay, Dylan is raising up his hand. Um, just real quick, Dylan. Um, so John 10 verse 1. And this is what I, I, I think. It says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way. My emphasis. The same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. And of course, in the verse 9, Jesus was saying, I am the door. 
Okay. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and find pasture. Let me just give a little bit of logical illustration. The Yoruba has an adage. Pastor Kala loves uh, Yoruba adage and everything. They used to say, Onokon Woja. There is no one way to the markets, you know. And I thought about it for of all the markets I know. Yes, there's actually there are so many routes to markets. But if I have a house, and you know, and I say, if you are coming into my house, this is the way you should come in. For instance, the house we live in, you can come in. There is the back door. I can come in through the back door, go out, go through the basement, and come out. But for visitors. If I, the garage is there, but you have to come in through the main door. Mm. Now, if you are trying to come in, if you go to the back of my house and you start trying to fidget with the door, I will look at you as a thief mm. because it is my house and it's my rules. Mm. You can only come in through the door, the main door. And that is what that verse is trying to say, that there is only a, a, a particular route that is expected any other person trying to come to god through a different means is a thief and a robber let's just chew on that dylan um you dropped your hand but i still i don't know if you still have a question or a comment and pastor Kola, how many more minutes do we have after dylan <laughs> I just wanted to add on to everyone else's points. Mm. Um, considering the possible life in which we could have all lived, uh, we could have not have been introduced to Christianity or even religion at all. I believe there is a possibility that God will be merciful to those type of people. Mm. Um, in these scenarios, I believe he could judge them on what they have done in their lives. Mm. After all, um, it is not up to us to decide who goes to heaven or hell. That is God's right. All we can do is speculate. That's all I have to add. Mm. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Uh, in terms of how many minutes we have more, um, we aim to finish in like 30 minutes time-ish. So we can. Is that three zero or one three? Three zero. Three zero. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. There's a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a lot of time, actually. By the time two, three people comment, uh, that time is exhausted. Um, so maybe we might still be able to have a look at one of the reflections of Machandla to any of the, maybe to the one we've seen the video already. Um, but let's let's take Damilaris. Uh, contribution and then we can do that all right sir. okay good evening good evening everyone once again i've um really been blessed by everyone's contribution mm. and um <laughs> it's, it's very it's very it's very deep um like Like Jesus, like like Jesus said in 14, John 14, verse 6, that I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man mm -hmm. can come unto the Father except 
through me. And John 3.16 says that, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And then Acts 4 says that there is no other name given under heaven by which we must be saved. Mm. So it's it's so now the, the the question on my heart or what I'm or what I'm what I'm what, what I believe is that God will give every person ample opportunity to make that decision. The Bible even says that it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. And I would also like to also add that we are actually the hope of these people. Believers, relatives, we are actually the hope. We are the ones that God is counting on to do that work of reconciliation. Mm. Because on another on another on another on another level we also imagine the reality of or i don't know if there's a word like truthness of this thing that it's actually true that these people are heading to they're heading to they're heading to hell and the urgency of at the urgency of 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 of, of the matter I know I, I might not be able to capture um, how it is to be living amongst people that you can't share your faith mm. as freely and as openly as you would want to. But I believe that every contribution we make in the place of prayer for them actually um, permits God to orchestrate their deliverance their salvation they are coming into the fold but i believe that god just understands how he's going to do it but that there's any other way there's no other way jesus is the only way i know the bible i'm saying this because the bible told me so but not only because the bible told me so i have come to to the point where i've come to see and I'm trusting that I will not just only see, but I will be able to also taste and handle that. What I firmly believe to be true is actually true. Mm. I don't know if that answers anything, but we are we are their hope, actually. We are, we are their hope. I feel that God helps us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. And uh Pastor Kola, as you get ready to play that um, Matt Chandler's um, response, I just want to mention this, that for some of us or for most of us, or maybe for all of us, that sometimes always think um, we're within that space of, I don't know how to say this or how to express Jesus. The simple thing is just, just opportunities will always come. Um, and I always reference, um, and go right into the video after this comment. Um, opportunities would always come because I, um, the simple example I always fall back on, um, is the Samaritans. 
when the disciples wanted to go in. They, the Samaritans don't like the Jews for obvious reasons, you know, and they, they didn't always believe fully that, you know, Jesus was perhaps the coming Messiah. Like Jesus in the physical person was the coming Messiah that they always heard about. So it always created a conflict. So when Jesus and the disciples wanted to go into the city to minister to them, they rejected them. And that was when the disciples said they would call down fire. Like, let's just call down fire on these people. Hey, how can they do that? But Jesus calmed down the disciple. Now he found another opportunity, and that was with the woman by the well. And he didn't go direct. He went through a conversation before he brought up the story. So what am I trying to say? Sometimes day-to-day life scenarios would always present opportunities for us to identify, recognize, and take advantage of those opportunities. And I pray that God will help us in such um, events. Pastor Kola. Thank you. Sorry. No. Oh, okay. It locks me out for some reason. Sorry. United States of America. To live with people where you love, just believe that we all die in more than one way. There are times that I think our parents grew up in a simpler world. And, and what I mean by that is um, without the internet, uh, the world was a significantly larger place. Before there was 24-hour news channels and that there was internet and globalization had occurred and the nations had, had come in force to the United States of America, uh, really other religions were things that were far away or they were cults. And, and what I mean by that is either they were just so bizarre that they were easy to kind of look at and go, well, that's ridiculous, or they were people in another country hundreds of thousands of miles away. And and in in our world though, that's simply not the case. Like the Hindu lives in our neighborhood. Uh, the Buddhist is somewhere around us. And what's happened to us is we've met them and this is, we like them and, and they don't seem evil and they're not sacrificing babies on an altar. It's not like a scene out of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. It, it's, they're friends of ours. We hang out with them. We sit with them at lunch. And so in this environment, the question of is Jesus really the only way to God and are we the only ones that are right or is everyone right just getting there a different way? comes up often. Well, uh, Jesus clearly teaches in in, uh, John 14 that I am the way, the truth, and the life, and that no man comes to the Father but by me. And so Jesus is going to step into what I'll lovingly call the nonsense of there being many ways to God, being many ways to heaven, and he slams the brakes on it and says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, and no man's coming to the Father except by me. Now, 
I think we have to answer the question here of how and why that's possible. Uh, one of my favorite stories around C.S. Lewis, you'll probably know him best for um, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe and those chronicles of, of Narnia. And, and so one of my favorite stories about C.S. Lewis, who was a professor um, of medieval literature at Oxford and, and Cambridge at another period of his life, brilliant man, um, was a believer in Jesus Christ, was converted late in life, late in his 30s, uh, by reading literature and by conversations with Tolkien who wrote Lord of the Rings. I'm, I'm taking way too much time here, but let me get to my point. A story is told that the, the professors at, at Oxford had written all the world's religions on the board, and, and they had written the similarities between all of them. When Lewis walked by, knowing Lewis was a Christian, they asked Lewis to walk into the room, and they showed him the board and said, now what's different about Christianity? And Lewis, looking at the board, said, it's simple grace. That's what sets Christianity apart. That's what makes Jesus the only path to God that actually will work. And, and so let me unpack grace for you very quickly. In, in, in reality, most of the world's religions, all of the world's monotheistic religions are built on the premise that I must do some things in order to be right with God. So I have to do this, or I have to do this, or I have to do this, and when I do these things, then God will approve of me. So that's true about Judaism, that's true about Muslims, they have a conduct of behavior by which they will get right standing with God. That is not what Christians believe at all, thank God. Because I don't know about you, man, but I have stumbled and bumbled my way through my journey with Christ since I was converted to Christ. And so I still occasionally will find myself lying. I will still occasionally find myself thinking about things that God considers evil. I'll find pride creeping up in me, like the little conduct rules of behavior for Christians. I feel like I'm breaking those things all the time. What sets Christianity out against and different from the rest of the world's um, belief systems is that God comes to us and says, it is not you that'll make your, yourself right before me, but I will make you right before me in the person and work of Jesus Christ. So Jesus comes, he lives a righteous life that he imputes to us, he gives us that righteousness, and then on the cross he absorbs all of our sin against God. Every mistake, every shortcoming, every lie, every act of rebellion absorbed completely on the cross with the evidence of the resurrection of God as the evidence that our bill has been paid in full so that when God looks at us, he's not going, you better behave if you want to get into heaven, but rather, I've paid for your sins, you're mine, I've adopted you as sons and daughters, I delight in you, I see you as perfect, pure, and spotless in my sight so that our motivation for behavioral modification isn't that we better behave so that God will love us, but rather, since God loves us so, won't we be obedient to his commands? Thank you, Pastor Glenn. You're welcome. <sighs> I don't know if that's our reaction. So what's that that part of you know that's my own reaction like yes mommy you know um and I believe that answers a lot in, on what we've been discussing um 
but I, I would still like to hear from one or two of us, you know, if we, you know, what do you think about what Matt turned there, um, his evaluation, his response, you know, what do you think about it? And overall in aspect to answering that, uh, while other people are in other religions and trying to make their way right with God. And we, as Christian, ours is just grace. Uh, uh. Grace makes us right with God, you know. Okay, um, Lioness, hmm, I like that, Lioness, yes. And then after you, Good evening, y'all. Good evening. I've been I've been listening and um and I've been thinking about <clears throat> so many things that you know people been saying to be honest. Um and I remember that um when I was in uni in Nigeria, um I used to have this Muslim friend whom we studied together, we read together. And she's she's quite a Muslim, like she will cover her head. When she's going out, she covers her head. When we are in the room <clears throat> together, she talks, she talk, she sort of takes off a hijab and then you know, and then I'm wondering, Lord, how am I gonna be able to speak to this, you know, girl about Christ? But much more than speaking to people about Christ. I think I learned something from our Bible study yesterday, talking about the fact that living the life um, that, ah, that, um, ah, I, I want to remember the way Pastor Shai put it. He was talking about the fact that our life should be in such a way that, um, reconciliation or whatever is the undertone of it um that living the life of christ is you know on daily basis and that's how we can do evangelism right that living our life in in, in, in each day should evangelize to people. all right so having said all of that what this man was saying and i think again from what he said this math math Chand, chandler talking about the fact that all that religion, what differentiates us is the fact that Christ is the one who makes us righteous. Okay. All other religion are doing stuff to make God accept them. But we don't have to do anything for God to accept us because of what Christ has done on the cross. And again, it just reconfirms to me that Unless you walk in what Christ have done, you'll be looking, you'll be, you, all your life, you, it will be based on the fact that I want God to accept me. I want God to accept me. I need to do this for God to, you know, accept me. You know, I need to be, whereas God is the one coming after us, he's the one that wants us to be righteous. I mean, if God were to be a selfish God, very selfish, he would have left us to our sin. He would have let things slip out of the hands. Yeah. You know, if God were to be selfish, he would have been like, well, 
they've chosen their own path. Let me just leave them alone. Ezekiah, mm. walking, please. When I finish talking, I'll give it to you. You know, so it would have left us, but God had a plan right from the beginning of, right from before the world began. When Christ has been slain and stuff like that, he knew that sin would come and he knew that there was, he was going to provide a remedy for it. You know, and, and that, you know, and that's what Christianity is all about. Because it's, in fact, I had been a Christian, I had given my life to Christ many years ago. But I can say of a truth that in the last three or four years is when I have actually been living in what Christ has done. Mm. When I began to listen to the message about the cross, about what Jesus had done, that you don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything. Just believe and walk in what is done. That's what makes it, you know. And since then, I've been seeing the light of the gospel in another manner. In fact, Amen. my spiritual life, I've taken a new turn. I, <laughs> I um, don't get me wrong, not that I don't um, observe the, my, the time of quiet time, I'm a single mom. So sometimes I don't even have the time to go down on my knees and actually pray, or sometimes to actually study the scriptures and sit down like I wanted to. But I found out that in the last couple of days that I couldn't do that, even though I thirst and I look or pounded, you know, after it. Sometimes when I'm coming back from school runs, I just finish work, work in the night, come back mm. to in the morning, do school runs, and I'm coming from school runs and I'm walking down. I feel like, wow, I can commune with God. I can, I can be talking. The Lord is ministering to my heart. And I walk one night like that. And a scripture just opened up to me and I started praying in the spirit. You know, so I, 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 my life has taken a new turn because of what this guy had done. And this guy Thank said, God. you know, so it, it's, um, it's just walking and believing in in what Jesus has done on the cross, that we are righteous because of what Christ has done. Thank God. Wow. Thank you so much, um, Lioness Oluwatosa. And that's such a powerful testimony from you there. It's, um, I mean, it's, it's deep and it's, um, it just goes to show us about the extent to which our walk with God and what it does to us. Like we, we don't have to do anything to come to him. We just need to come to him, then learn from him and then live the, the life the way he wants us to live it. You know, because many people think, oh, they don't have to just do anything, but we have to just walk in his ways. And that is what other people find difficult to do. But in simply doing that, he wants, Jesus wants to live his life through us so that that way he can, he can, he, he will be able to, just like God went to, to the devil and said, have you seen my servant Job? How many of us can, can God boast of our character? Because sometimes it's not more about we going to all these people out there to talk. It's more about, are we even living the God kind of life so much that God can bring them to us? Oh. And 
for us to, you know, minister to them, you know. So thank you. Thank you. And because of our time, please, um, I think maybe for the, for, um, if we have any other comments, let's keep it under one minute. But damn Larry, don't worry, don't put your hand down, you will talk. And then we'll just give, so that we can give Pastor Kola uh, some time to also round us up. Okay, right, damn Larry. Thank you, thank you so much, Ma. Yeah, you had actually said um, like um, a number of what I wanted to also point out. Like Ma Chandler was saying that grace is what separates um, Christianity from any other religion. But the, 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 the point I'm, I'm, I'll be coming from is like, yes, the price has been paid in full. In, in fact, the price that was paid really outweighs even the, 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 the full measure, Abby. Uh-huh. But, but, but the question now is, how do we make these people that are surrounding us see that Jesus is actually the only way? And just like um, was said by Lioness Oluatosi and Wayanke um, that just allowing Jesus live his life through us would actually do the job. So what's the definition of Jesus living his life through, through us in this, in this context of getting people to be saved? Like the Bible said that as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So in your environment, does it mean to pray for them on a weekly basis? Or does it mean to um, share a meal with them? Or does it mean to be a friend that listens to them? Because I once read about um, a Sunday school teacher taking, taking, taking a, a class and then started describing the attributes of Jesus. And then one of the child raised up his hand and said, I know Jesus is living in front of our house. He embodies, so and then he discovered that this person that this guy is describing actually embodies everything the teacher was talking about. So the Bible said that the God of this world has blinded the eyes of these people such that they are not able to see. So we're actually in a war, we're in a battle. There's secularism, there is politeness, there is um God will not want to accept it. That's just the truth. So the earlier we realize that God is counting on us to become the Jesus that these people would see that would make them be drawn to our light. And in the places where we can't share, they would come and say that, what's this light I'm always seeing in your eyes? What's it about? Can you just... And so are you standing in a bus and, and sharing? And it's like, I mean, so... That just, that's just the context of what I wanted to share, that the intentionality of embracing that assignment that, yes, the, the blood has been shed, the price has been paid, and God just helps us to help them to see um, this light. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Um, there is nothing more I want to add to that, you know, than to just say that, um, yes, Jesus is the only way. Um and let us just keep living in obedience to him so that through our lives, just as Apostle said, that we can be the epistles that they read. Through our lives, he can bring more people in the way. He said the sheep, there are other sheep that are out there he wants to bring. Let our lifestyle not be, be the stumbling block to, to those other sheep. On this note, I want to thank you all for 
um, your contributions, your comments, questions. And for those who are more quiet, I think pretty, pretty much everyone spoke I, I, and put their comments in the chat. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you for this opportunity. I'm going to hand over to Pastor Kola to, to drive us home from here. Thank, thank you. you much ma it feels like we should be having you every every meeting <laughs> Jay, you the wine me <laughs> thank you very much um and happy thanksgiving thank you okay i think i i think we've we've landed it in a very in a very good way there's not too much to say again of course we've not possibly as with the other questions we've we've asked in the previous weeks as well, we've not possibly answered all the possible questions there is to answer because there are so many layers that we can begin to take this single question and begin to diversify them into. Um, but I think for for starters, it's good that Matt Chandler helped us first and foremost land on why Christianity is different. Um, from every other religion out there. In fact, religion by definition is almost of human invention. It's almost like human attempts to get to God, which is why I would also agree with Sister YNK that Christianity is way beyond the religion. It's, it's, it's a relationship. It's a way of life. It's, it's, it's an invitation into a family. It's culture. It's everything um, in that sense. But to the question of is Jesus the only way and the many possible questions that could come from that. For instance, we touched on the question of what about people that never even heard about Jesus till the time that they died? Um, God just then automatically send them to hell. I think that will land us to the point where, where I want us to land. And that's the fact that God, uh, I was sharing along these lines as well in the Bible study yesterday, that the mission of God, this whole evangelism thing is God's mission. Uh, sometimes we, all right, Dylan, thank you very much. Sometimes we tend to see evangelism as though the salvation of every other person is our responsibility. And that's, that's true in a sense, but the bulk of it is not. God is the chief actor when it comes to saving people. And this God that we are talking about, the God that sent his only begotten son, is a God that is interested in the salvation of as many people more than even you would love to see your loved ones be saved. God is more interested in that than you can possibly be interested. Um, if we begin to look at it from that perspective, then we'll discover that once we understand that God is the chief actor here and our responsibility is to join in with what he's doing. It changes the dynamic. And we trust amongst all the things that we know about God from the revelation of his attributes in the Bible is a just God. Just means is just. <laughs> it means that is a good justice in that sense. Um, is a good judge. He will not judge unfairly. He will not. He will not make any judgment that if the roles were to be reversed, uh, this is just speaking hypothetically. But if the roles were to be reversed, you won't be able to find fault with his judgment. 
or you would have done exactly the same if you knew all that he knew and, and have all the power that he has. In other words, all that's to say that there is way much about God that we don't know. But we know enough from God's word to say he's interested in the salvation of humankind. That's, that has been in the plan from the very beginning. Before Adam and Eve were created, before there was a tree of the knowledge of good and evil that could cause them to, to miss the mark, the lamb had been slain, Bible says, from the foundations of the world. So the, it wasn't a surprise that Adam sinned. It wasn't a surprise that humanity fell. It wasn't a surprise. None of these things is catching God by surprise. It has all been planned before the beginning began, if you will. Uh, and so if we look at it from that broader perspective, we know that we are serving a God that is purposeful, a God that is, he has an agenda and his counsel, his will will come to pass. It can't, it can't be thwarted, Bible says in, in Job 42 verse 2. And so when we, when we begin to think of it like that, we then look at it, what is our own part in all of this? How do we join in with what God is doing? Having enjoyed the grace that makes Christianity way above the pack in that sense. And that's what we, we've been talking about, living it out. What does that look like? We've had all sorts of suggestions. For some of us, that would just look like continually praying for those people that we want to see saved. Uh, I think, again, part of the ideologies that we might need to reorient ourselves about is to think that, you know, until you're able to talk to someone and then get to the point in your conversation where you're able to lead the person to Christ, pray the sinner's prayer, and say, yes, now that you are born again, here is a Bible, start going to a Bible-believing church, you've done, you've been an evangelist. No, more often than not, it won't play out like, like that. Uh, your own part would, could just possibly be that you be a good neighbor. Your own part could just possibly be that you be a good roommate. It's not, it's not until you, when you see someone give his or her life to Christ, it's not necessarily because of what happened at that moment, five minutes before that decision, 10 minutes before that decision. It's what has been happening from the day the person has been born, the people that she has met, the kind of influences that had been in his life. So it's a whole lot of factors going on. Your own part is live your life as a child of God. Be who you are supposed to be. Be a good friend. Be the kind of person that they can count on. Be the kind of person that they can work with without feeling embarrassed. Be the kind of person that you can hang with those people that will take you to a Christmas market where everything is Christmassy but without Christ. <laughs> hang out with them. Enjoy life. Don't drink beer, but enjoy life um, with such people. And that could just be you playing your own part. And of course, knowing that whatever you're doing, you're doing it as unto the Lord. You are doing this as a, as a representative of God, such that maybe eventually nobody would even need to preach to some people. We've heard testimonies of people that would say, I, I got down on my, on, my, on my knees myself in my room and prayed. It's not because something just picked their heart at that point in time. It's a continuous, it's a cumulative effect of all sorts of influences and forces. And that's, that's where I want us to to land this, Paul plants Apollo waters. God blesses his study Allah, but God, God gives the increase. So it's it's that which seed can I sow today? We are all seed bearers. Which 
which field is God leading me to sow a seed to today? And of course, not to in any way undermine the need for, for verbal proclamation of the gospel. So when the opportunity does arise, why not if not? And in, indeed, it might be that you will just end up having a conversation that would not lead to, let me pray for you. That's okay as well. You've started something. Another seed is, has been sown. It could be a question that you both debate about peacefully as friends without anybody winning any conversation. And you might go out of that feeling, oh, I wish I'd said this. Oh, I wish I'd quoted that verse. And don't beat yourself up. Again, you have done your part. So that's, that's where I want us to, that's the disposition I want us to have, to know that we are not the actors here, God is. We are only joining him by privilege because he could save everybody if he wants to. He just so desires to work with us as his workmanship and say, come partner with me. Now you are in my family. Now you are my children. You are my sons and daughters. Let's do life together and bring many other people and adopt them into this family. That's a privilege that I think we should all not take for granted, but enjoy as we, as we journey along. It's 8.01 um, UK time, uh, so we are out of time, literally. Um, but I want to appreciate all of us for, for coming. Um, England is playing, USA is playing, and we both, we've got people from both countries still on this call, so that's, that's exciting. Um, I... Next meeting, uh, we'll be wrapping up this, this series. But if you still feel like either from what we've discussed today or even the previous questions that we've answered, if there's still like a really nagging um, dissatisfaction or something you really want to have an answer to, you can, you can reach out to me, send the message, and then maybe when we meet next, we can first of all deal with all of those things and then we can then see how to how to move on from there because part of the reason for doing this again is to bring us to a point where we don't just believe things hook line and sink i'm not just a christian because i'm born into a christian family what if i've been born into a muslim family what if i've been born into i don't know a traditional worshiper's house or whatever um but now i should be able to say this is not just me being a christian because I'm, my parents are christians this is me being a christian because I understand this beautiful package of God's grace. And I think maybe in the new year, we're going to take a series on, on grace that would also be very, very exciting. Um, so just for that, understand this glorious gift that is up for grabs for us to live on for the rest of our lives. Okay, let's, let's pray um, and, and close out tonight's meeting. I don't know what's going on in your mind. I don't know what's um, questions or people, very special loved ones that you're remembering right now. But I want to see this person in heaven. In the quietness of our different um, mics, I want us to just talk to God. Maybe there's a neighbor, maybe there's a colleague, maybe there's a, a classmate, a roommate, a street mate, um, a workplace mate that you want to see come to Christ. I just want you to talk to God about it and to ask God for an expression of his grace in your own life in a way that will facilitate that miracle. Whatever that will be like, God himself will order your steps in his will and help you to play the part 
that it wants you to play in all of that. So give us some 30 seconds there about to do that and then I'll say a word of prayer afterwards. Let's bring our prayers to a close. For in Jesus' mighty name we've prayed. Amen. Father God, we are grateful. We thank you. Um, when we look at questions like this and look at ourselves and wonder who are we, that we are even part of those who are found that way and come through you, Jesus, um, to receive life eternal. Uh, we know it's not because we are smart. It's not because we are the wisest. And we also know it's not just because of the kind of families we were born into. Yes, that might have played a role, but it's all and ultimately all because you want us in your family and you saw to it that we came in. And it is with that same understanding that we are asking concerning these many other people in our world, in, in our immediate family, in our extended family, or out there in, in our neighborhood, in our place of work, in our school, in our class, in our hostels. We are asking, oh God, that your agenda, your mission to save everyone would flourish, would prosper in their specific lives that it will please you to also empower us to play our part in that, whatever that is. But at the end of it all, you take all the glory. And the kingdom of heaven becomes even more populated and the kingdom of hell depopulated. This is our desire, oh God. And help us to continue to live as people of the way, people who have found the way and people who understand the pricelessness of this way that we have found. Help us to continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of Jesus all the days of our lives. To you be praise, to you be glory, to you be all the honor. And in Christ Jesus' unfailing name we've prayed. Amen. <laughs>